into worship and prayer and we seal it with encounters. That's how we start the camp meetings always. And, um, and so that's how it would be. But we, what we're going to do different from normally is that I want to share the foundation and then we have a break because I think some of you have to put your things in the room and then uh, we'll come back again and then move into the worship and prayer and prophetic side. Okay? Are we good? Right, let's open our Bibles. Let's start recording if we have not been recording. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. You can give a mic to somebody like Vanessa who can be reading for us the verses of the word. Oh, glory be to God. Jesus, Jesus, 6. You can read from verse 10, from verse 10 to verse 14, but our main verse is verse 12. So if it's your Bible, you can underline verse 12. All right, let's go. All right, yes, you have to read. Thank you. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Amen. Right, so verse 12, we read again, it says that, or well, verse 11 and 12 said, But thou, old man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. That's the theme verse. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called and art possessed a good profession before many witnesses hallelujah now he says that but thou man of god flee these things he said for the love of money is the root of all evil now as a background i will share a couple of things before we get into this but i want to say that many of us are alive and we are pursuing many things in life and the truth is that many of the dreams we have that we are pursuing there's no real assurance of us obtaining the dreams anyway. When I was a young boy, I wanted to be an astronaut. And they said, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be an astronaut. And so what I did was I had an auntie in the UK. I made them buy me NASA stickers, buy me uh, jet planes, I, I mean, spaceships, T-shirts. And you see me nasa myself. So because of that, I did science in school, right? And I thought I could be an astronaut. But by the time I was in secondary school, I found out that this part of my world, such a dream is so far-fetched. And so I decided to go for the second closest thing to be an astronaut, which was do computers. So I decided to go into computing. And so I began to get interested in computers right in secondary school. And then in university, I did computer science. And now I practice computers. I work with computers. But how many people know that 
because of my desire to be an astronaut, I could have done so many things, including maybe I'll just get into a wrong marriage, enter US, try and connect myself so that that dream can be fulfilled. Now, one of the things that we've been doing as a ministry is that the one the Lord said to us that this is the year of God's hidden wisdom. And uh, in our theme verse for the year, we understood what the hidden wisdom of God is. God's hidden wisdom is his wisdom that was hidden from the world in ages past, which was Christ, but was revealed to us in this end time. And we are saying that God's hidden plan is now hidden, but it's hidden in our hearts. The one who is born again in his spirit man, he contains the blueprint or he contains God's plan for how things should be. Hallelujah. And so because he has the hidden plan of the Lord written in his heart, he, Bible puts it this way, that because you received an anointing from the Holy One, you need no man to teach you. But the Spirit himself or the anointing you receive will teach you all things. Have you seen that in your Bible? Have you seen that? So we are saying that the plan God reveals to our hearts is his hidden wisdom. But what do we do with a plan that God reveals to our hearts? Is it enough to have plans? How many of you have planned before? Let's see a couple of hands here, right? You've made some good plans, right? One of the interesting times Ghanaians start planning, and I use the word start, it's 31st night. Every 31st night, we write ourselves a long list of pointers of plans we want to pursue. Is it true? Or, okay, we write a, a long list of highlights of plans we want to pursue. So say, this year, I want to get a dog, a poodle. And you write it down, a white poodle. And they say, this year, I want to finish school and go to University of Ghana, Lagos. Somebody said, this year I want to be ordained as a pastor. Somebody's target. This year, I want to get married. I remember in 2014, I had a target when I was entering 2014. I said, in 2014, I want to get married. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. And I didn't even have enough money, but I said I want to get married. So it was a target. It was a plan. I'm going somewhere. Follow me. But how many people know that the same way 31st night has come several times and gone without you fulfilling these targets or these so-called plans? <laughs> it shows us that it's not enough to plan or it's not enough to put a target or to put a, a purpose out there that I want to do this or I want to do this, I want to do this. There is a plan that cannot fail. And that is what God's with hidden wisdom is all about. Is God's foolproof plan. It's God's revealed word, which is either his written word or the prophetic word which came to you. That plan cannot fail. Amen. Oh, please, are you here? Amen. And so, in this verse, he's saying that in verse 10, he said that for the love of money is the root of all evil. He's showing us something. He said that the love of money is the root of all evil. And because of this love of money, many have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Today, in Accra, there's a lot of traffic. And if you ask people, so I love my job, I love this. But the truth is they love money. 
Because of our love for money, we are doing all kinds of things as human beings. About 200 feet under the earth, you would find people drilling for gold in what they call the gold mines of the earth. So we have great gold mines of the earth. We have the Obwasi gold mines. Which other gold mines do we have? The San Francisco gold mines. Which other gold mines do we have? You have the what? I can't hear that one. Where is that one? Port Harcourt. Hey, Abrofu, oh, which water run? Which, which place is it at? South Africa, gold mines. And deep under the earth, people are pursuing a plan. And people are also dying for pursuing that plan. One of the saddest things to do in life is to meet someone going on pension. You see how, because of the love of money, they have made so much sacrifice and they were still not able to fulfill their dreams and their goals. One of the things we are going to receive at this camp is you're going to receive something we call inoculation. I mean, remember when we were kids, there was something called sexcular diseases. Where some of them? Polio, malitis, tetanus, what? Diphtheria. You remember? They used to sing a song, polio, necron, cron, diphtheria, and a tetanus. You don't remember the cartoon? We were too young. Oh. Well, there were six killer diseases. Now, if you were a child and you roll up your sleeve, you find out that they have marks usually there. They'll give you that injection so that as a child, these six killer diseases will not kill you as a child. Amen. Because of desire to be rich, men are digging deep under the earth and people are dying. Some corporations are getting rich, but some people are also getting certain diseases. In Ghana today, we talk about galamse. The desire to be rich has called people to engage in galamse. And as they engage in galamse, what's happening? The water bodies are being affected. And as people drink, we are going to have effects on the community. All I'm just trying to say is that because of the love of money, many people are pursuing many plans. And because of that, the verse is being fulfilled that because of that, they are piercing themselves with many sorrows. As you're sitting here, the Bible says that all things are full of labor. Every plan you want to pursue is full of labor. But there are some that will pierce you with many sorrows. Hence, in 1 Timothy 6, verse 11 and 12, he's instructing his son Timothy. This is a mature apostle in the faith, Paul. Paul has literally lived his life. He grew up, as we can see in the Bible, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He had studied the scriptures. He had persecuted the church. He was known in zeal. He was without comparison. Hallelujah. In other words, Paul was telling us in his resume that I have done a lot of things. In life, there are a lot of fights. There are a lot of battles that we go through. But in speaking to his son, Timothy, he was telling Timothy that it is not just enough to go around life pursuing plans and fighting for stuff. It is important that you constrain your feet in the fight, which is called the fight of faith. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11, what does it say? For now, faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. By faith, we know that the elders would obtain a good report. By verse 6, 
and we understand by faith the world was framed the things that be not were made out of the things that i mean the things that be were made out of the things that be not basically what it's saying is that god's eternal plans came into physical manifestation through the agency called faith hallelujah so in speaking to his son timothy he's saying that you are now my son there's something i've been speaking god's word to you but there's something that i need you as my son to contend for and that is something we call the good fight of faith hallelujah there are many fights to fight look as you are here you will fight to get a first class and god is not against you fighting to get a first class but in the bible there's nothing like fight the good fight of getting first class though it's a fight and it's quite encouraged the greatest fight every believer can give his life for is not to build a house it's not to start a church my god it's not to cast out demons the greatest fight is the good fight of faith but how that faith come as we know bible said now faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of god so if you've noticed for the past 21 days our focus has been to in fasting and prayer hear O israel the word of god israel is a prince of god so as god's princes and princesses children we said that we are going to take our time of everything to hear his word his written word and his spoken word is it true why his word contains the blueprint of his plan and that is going to be the battle plan to fight the good fight of faith amen it is called a good fight of faith because the end is assured hallelujah are you excited about that you know sometimes you are doing something you are not sure how the end looks like it's a good fight because it is a fight where the victory is assured jesus himself as the first begotten son of god laid forth a great foundation and after that sent forth the spirit of the victorious one in us so that we also by the same spirit of faith can receive god's promises amen many christians are frustrated today because they are doing things god has not asked them to do and thus they are fighting fights but it's not a good fight of faith what makes a thing a good fight of faith the first thing you must ask yourselves are from whence cometh faith oh so you you should ask yourself this thing i'm doing whence is my foundation in this thing because he said fight the good fight of faith and he said now faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god in other words for the believer everything he does since it must be according to god's plan must be based on the word it must not be based just on the written word but the revealed word it must be so tailored for him either that it is not a good fight it's a fight that he might not have victory
because he's not saying just fight the good fight of eternal life. He said fight the good fight of and lay hold on eternal life. When God called me, he said, I call you to preach the gospel. The eternal gospel. And said, go teach my people faith. These were the two things the Lord said to me. And understanding the eternal gospel, when we begin to enter and understand what the life of God and that eternal good news God brings to us is, we begin to realize that it's nothing short of the word. Amen. So Paul, in admonishing his son Timothy, in experiencing how to lay hold on eternal life, he says, I need you to have a certain mindset. I need you to have a certain spirit working in you. It's called the spirit of faith. Have a certain attitude. You need to have a grit of fighting. You need to have a grit of contending for that which is the righteous. What is righteous? What is faith? What is what we are seeing there? He said faith, love, hope, righteousness. You need to contend. You need to have an attitude with content, which seeks to see thy will be done here as it is in heaven. You need to contend to see the victory there, the victory here. You need to see that it's like an architect. You need to contend to see the plan become a reality. Aren't you tired of going to church and they've told you so many interesting scriptures? When I was a child, I used to go to church. You read scriptures. You said, and they will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. But as, as many times as I laid my hands on the sick, they were getting sick. Like you say somebody is sick, and so I want to pray for you. When I pray for the person, say, how are you feeling? It's worse. But the reason I was not having victory at that time was because of this. I was not fighting the good fight of faith. I was just fighting a fight. What makes it a good fight? It must be birthed by the word of God. So, for me to transition from fighting and not having an assured victory. Because if the fight is one of an assured victory, then it's a good fight, but it has to be of faith. Then the first thing must be this. The action of Timothy must be based on the word. The word must spring forth your faith. And your faith will cause for the works to take place. You know, I thought that by my works, people will understand, I'll be able to walk into faith. But I missed it. The word would give birth. The word will give birth to faith. And faith will give birth to works. So, my son Timothy, there's a fight you've got to fight. But you need to understand what type of fight it is. It is the fight of faith. Now, I want you to understand, my son Timothy, that this fight you are about to fight, you are not going to do anything new. The fight of faith is a finished fight. It's a fight which is sealed in the word of God. It's God, how God was manifest in the flesh and he had victory on, in Christ. So, before you contend for a thing, you have to understand, how did God in Christ, in the word of God, attack this matter? when you understand this it changes your Christian life because your Christian life is not about you trying and error 
you know who you have believed because what faith came by hearing you 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 bathed yourself with the milk of god's word you began to understand god's mindset who has the mind of christ we have the mind of christ because the spirit of elohim lives in us but when we read god's word we begin to understand god's thoughts and the action what caused him to say what he said and what caused him to do what he did hallelujah and so for timothy to start to fight he must have a certain diet and that diet is the word it's it is just not the written word but the revealed word oh, of course we have the written we have the revealed we have the spoken of God, the word of God. And the word of God you do warfare with is the word of God manifesting this threefold. The word which is written, the word which is revealed, then the word which is spoken. You know, one of the reasons why many of us we confess it doesn't work is because it is we are trying to jump from the word which is written to the word which is spoken. No, no, it doesn't work. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If your Bible, open it. Very beautiful verse. That's why the projector should work, oh, man of God. <laughs> Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. What does it say? You have to give somebody a mic, because where's that? We, we, we expect works to just appear. So we read Genesis and we see Elohim walking and said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And said, Ah, okay, so me too. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna have what I can say. I'm telling you, that's why you are you are declaring you're not having it. Because it is not jumped, you it cannot, the word will not move from the written word to the spoken word till it becomes the written word becomes the revealed word. Then you can fight a good fight of faith. Or you can fight a warfare with the words you have received. We, we'd want to jump from the word we have received. And we want to fight without it first being revealed. We will confess thousand times. It won't happen. Because the process of revelation is the master key. For the manifestation of every word which cometh out from his mouth. The process of the word which is written, the graphy becoming rema. You want me to speak Greek? Graphy becoming rema. Uh, you like these things? I mean, these things confuse people even more. Graphy is written. But we are English. Where that? Understand that one? The written word must become the revealed word before it becomes that word in your mouth that you can fight and contend for victory for. You don't just get up and fight a good warfare or based on God's word when it's not been revealed. In that case, it's not a good fight. It's a fight, but it's not a good fight. And actually, do you know what's going to happen to you? You will suffer losses. Bible said, and David, it came in his heart that I will build a temple for the Lord. He got everything ready and he went. In his heart, he knew that God desired to build a temple. You know, God has been desiring to build a temple for long. God's master plan for building a temple, which we are seeing today, that we are the temple of the Lord. 
because he, he sought for a place on earth where he could inhabit. But it was speaking of us, the church, you and me. And so, in ages past, you see it right from when he began to show Moses how the tabernacle would be. He was speaking about us, the church. So, David, after Moses has lived, also caught this vision and said, okay, I have seen it. He, I'm sure he read the Torah and said, ah, I also must build. That's what some of us are doing. Me too, I felt because I've seen it in the written. And he rises up and he's going to build. And he does something many of us never do. He seeks the face of God. And God says, it is my written word, but it's not my revealed word for you. That's what the new creation does. The new modern day Christian doesn't know this. Because every word of the Lord is spoken for a specific time and a specific season and a specific group of people. Hallelujah. Do you know what? <laughs> Today the Lord comes to you, O great man of God, Elijah. And he's confronting the people of Baal. And he said that, let the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And in his prayer, fire comes down and it's a sign that God is there. Amen. Please, I hear, don't get lost. The same guy is praying and he's asking God, speak to me and reveal your presence. And the Bible said, there is a fire and God is not in the fire. The Bible said, there's a strong wind. You see, you would think that, ah, where did the strong wind come? The Bible tells us about how when there was no rain for three and a half years, Elijah began to run faster than the chariots of Ahab. And the Bible said, wind began to blow and it began to rain, it rained over the land. So he had come in contact with the God who had moved through the wind. Please, are you listening to me? But God was not in the wind. And God came in a still small voice. What am I saying? The fact that God spoke to Moses that built me a tabernacle. The fact that even David's son will catch God's plan written and will become God's revealed plan to him. Solomon, and he will build the best temple, the temple of the Lord. But for David, it was not so. That is why many Christians are suffering loss. We are just chopping the law. <laughs> when we were children, they didn't tell us, it's all read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. But what did he tell us was that it's rather read your Bible, meditate, then do that which is revealed during meditation if you want to grow. Because growth doesn't come by just trying to do the word. The, the, the written word must come alive. They'll never come alive. It must come alive. You see, the creative power of God, the power that caused God to create the heavens and the earth, that is what we are trying to engage. We are trying to engage him as Jehovah Elohim when we speak. Hallelujah. Is it true? In our churches, they've told us that if you can declare a thing, it will be established. So we are engaging the revelation of God as Jehovah Elohim, that creative nature of Elohim. 
But that word is not just a word there. Elohim literally becomes that word before it's manifested. What am I saying? When you take the written word and you begin to deal with the Holy Spirit on the written word, he begins to shed light on the written word. And what happens is that he begins to unquote. Uh, so sometimes you are reading your Bible and you see certain letters start jumping. Certain words start jumping. The Holy Ghost is searching the hearts, the deep things of God, which is his written word. And he's bringing to light what in the written word is God's revealed word for you to contend for your victory. So it's not enough to read five chapters a day. If you are reading five chapters and you are not getting it, go to ten. That's okay. Because the believer who must grow, the believer who must have victory, which is sure, must war based on the word he has received. Many of us, we are warring based on the word we have read. <laughs> so David was, no, no, it's very amazing. David was ready to build God's temple because he has read it from the Torah. But it was not God's revealed word to him. He had read it, but it's not God's revealed word. It must be revealed by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit must look over the word and search the deep purposes and the plans of God and then shed that light on it. In that one, you can fight for victory. And that is what we call the good fight of faith. It is based on the revealed word. So when you step out for victory, when you step out to contend for whatever God has said, it is not just what God has written, but what God has said in the now to you. So Bible says, now faith. But the Bible was written 2,000 years ago. In other words, faith deals with the now revealed word of God. It is not just a written word. What I'm saying is a little different from some of the things they've been teaching you, I know. And I say, I don't know. I don't know if you. But that is the difference between confessing and having results and confessing and not having results. Because the written word. By virtue of our communion with the Holy Ghost. Oh. The written word, when we begin to commune with the Holy Ghost, he searches God's revealed plan and purpose tailored for you. And he brings it up for you. Why? When we walk with the Lord in the light of... not We don't just walk with the Lord in the word. We walk in the revealed light of his word. That is why when the preaching is going on, Vanessa, you'll be surprised. As I'm preaching, the Holy Ghost is highlighting an aspect of the word to you. And that is going to be your light for the day. <laughs> but you understand? So as I'm preaching, the Holy Spirit, if you are communing with him, as the word of God is coming... You see that he, he takes this word which is coming and begins to shed light, grant revelation. And what happens? Faith is born in your heart. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, 10. If you shall believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, or believe in your heart, the word of faith concerning the Lord Jesus, and you shall confess with your lips, you shall be saved. So it does not start with the confession of the lips. In other words, faith does not start on the earth world. Why do you teach me this? You don't do to prove your faith. 
your faith causes you to do. So till the faith is there, you don't do. You don't do to demonstrate your faith. The faith is a spirit. It carries you to do. (laughs) So you enter into battle and the faith is like a spirit. It brings you to the battlefield. Because what? There is full assurance. Tell me about full assurance. Hey! What is full assurance? Full assurance is when a man in meditation begins to go through the graphic. You begin to go through God's eternal plans and purposes. And you begin to engage it. And what happens is that the spirit begins to shed light. And then the light begins to flood your soul. <laughs> when the light floods your soul, no, no, you, you, you are so full of light that we call you full assurance. I'm fully persuaded ha, that neither death nor life nor principality or power can separate me from the love of God. It's not somebody trying to say, oh, do you know Jesus loves you? When he said, do you know Jesus loves you? At that point, the Holy Ghost shed light on that. And he came and said, ah, Jesus loves me. But when you begin to walk with God every day, a time comes, you realize that, ah, even my sins don't keep me away from the Lord. You begin to see different dimensions of it, of his love. What's happening? Different lights are coming. Then when you say that, neither death nor life, my confession is coming home. It's different from when somebody is saying, neither death nor life can separate me. Then you get to the situation, this man, the God doesn't love me. So it is not just picking the graphy and making it the proclaimed word of God, but you must come into the place. And that's what we are doing at this camp and doing during the time of waiting, where we take the graphy and we allow the spirit to fill us with light on God's specific and revealed word. And then we use it to fight good fight of faith. Why? It is only in them that you can lay hold on eternal life. What is eternal life? John 4, 17. He said, John 17, 1. He said, now this is eternal life. Oh, Balakazai. It's sad that people, some people are late. They come and finish sharing these things. This is eternal life. That you may know the only true God. Oh, my soke. I don't know how to explain this thing to you. There are certain dimensions. You see, you can be in a relationship, Vanessa. You'll be in a relationship with somebody many years. There are many things of him you will never know. My wife is here. I didn't know many times I married here. There's some level of kononia. There's a certain level of knowing that would be cumulated only in heaven. And that is what we call eternal life. Of knowing God and knowing Jesus. You know what happens? <laughs> Jesus. God is light and in him there's no darkness. So when you begin to meditate and you begin to fellowship with God's word, which is him, you will begin to be filled with God. And as you are beginning to fill with God, guess what happens? You begin to become one with him. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. So what's happening? When you begin to read the word, you begin to possess what God's will and purposes and what God will literally do. So, like Jesus, he said that I do what I see my father do. He was so consumed with the revealed word to his heart that I am the Messiah. So, needs be it that I go to Jerusalem. Why? When I go to Jerusalem, they'll kill me. 
But he, in that, he knew that he was joining himself with the Father. When a Christian begins to walk so much in the revealed word of God for his life, guess what? I and my father are one. You begin to walk and you are like God. You carry God's authority. It is God's signature in everything you do. And it's called the good fight of faith. You enter into eternal life more and more. In that place, there's no weakness. In that place, there's no sickness. In that place, there's no failure. It is victory all the way. That one, you say that we are moving from strength to strength, from grace to grace. The reason why we don't move from strength to strength, from grace to grace, is because we are contending with only the graphy. And the graphy is not enough to complete our confession. Time will fill me, but when I begin to explain to you what confession really is, when we think confession, you open your mouth and say, <laughs> I believe it's not so. He said, you first believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and with your lips, your confession is made of salvation. The first confession we all know is confession by the lips. But the second confession we know is the confession by life. How you literally walk on earth is a demonstration. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, somebody there? Read words. Hebrews 11. We'll do verse 2, then we'll do verse 6. Oh, are you enjoying the session? Are you sure? Right. Hebrews 11 verse 2, what does it say? It said, for by faith the elders obtained a good report. Verse 6, for without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what does this mean? These people we are calling elders, which we will read in Hebrews 11. I realized something in my Bible, I was shocked. Read your Bible very well. It doesn't even mention their weakness. He said, by faith, Rahab the prostitutes. There are a lot of things Rahab did do. But the one she did by what God revealed to her heart. Bible said it unto her as righteousness. Abraham messed up and had Ishmael. But by faith, Bible said, he whose body was dead, he believed. He believed in the deadness, believed that God was greater than the deadness of his wife's womb. And through that, he was able to have the child of promise. In heaven, God is looking at the steps you take by the revealed words he gives to your heart. And that's what he calls the good fight of faith. The living, the life of the believer, as he seeks to enter eternal life and become one with God, must be walk in the fullness of the light God has shown if it's not in the light of what God has shown, it's not for me. That must be the foundation of everything you do. You want to marry, you look at what God is saying about marriage and what in that is for you. And then with that, you look for a relationship. Yes. You want to start a business the same way. It is only that that becomes the good fight. Why? It is the fight born from faith. So it is not enough to do if they're doing, it's not first the word which has been revealed. Then that revealed word carries you to do. Then it's a good fight. Then you lay hold on eternal life. So many of us, we want eternal life, but we are not getting eternal life. That's why it's very dangerous to worship without revelation. <sighs> when you worship based on revelation, you realize that the worship joins you to God. What am I saying? 
Sometimes we are worshiping. What was some of the famous worship song? It's all about you, Jesus. And all this is for you, for your glory and your fame. It's not about me. Pardon me, I have a cold. As if you should do things my way. You alone are God, and I surrender to your will. I don't be what Jesus, Now, what was this happening in your heart as this song is going on? I don't be what Jesus. So the written word that grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, that is a written word. As that is being revealed to you, what happens? Your heart is joining God. You are entering to eternal life. Then you are sitting in your chair and you are like, ah, what are you saying? Atumbi Jesus, Emuna Minsaka. So, ah, I already have it. Atumbi Jesus, hey, Emuna Minsaka. Not grace you receive, you already have it. Atum Amete Ase Emuna Mekika. So, it's like, I'm wondering, God, how am I going to do this? He said, Emuna me Madina. Now the written word that grace and truth came through Jesus, and I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I that live, but Christ that live. As you are listening to this word, you are listening to the song. What happens is that all of a sudden the written word, the spirit of God begins to shed light. And you're like, ah, wow. Adam namete I say, say ah. Emuna make a come home. Emuna me ma. Then you are there, you're like, ah, is it possible that the grace I've received from Jesus, I can use it for all things? <gasps> is it possible? Then scriptures like this come to your mind. He who did not withhold his holy son, shall he not freely give us all things? The grace you receive from Jesus is that same grace that's going to carry you. Is that same grace that's going to help you to do everything? To accomplish everything? Ha! Then faith is born in your heart. Then when you stand out and you are declaring, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is revealed and it becomes a spirit which carries you. Emuna Matina But if the song is not based on revelation, all you'll be hearing is, Oh, I don't literally we have to stop this performance so even if it's preaching the pastor is like ah this preaching cry is so dry it's so graphy 
Bible makes us understand that the written word, the graphic could not bring them into the inheritance. The graphic could not bear faith. So that's why Jesus came. He was the graphic made flesh. He said that it's time to change gears. Tell anybody it's time to change gears. It's time to enter into the place where we are flooded with light. As you are walking, Bible says you are the light of the world. What does that mean? You are walking with complete revelation of God's specific purpose for the sphere that you live in. That is what it means. You are the light of the world. That's why you can walk into a situation. I tell you, it happens to me a lot. Nana. Sometimes I enter into a place and they are talking about some business strategies. I don't do business. I've not done business before. But I'm filled with the light of God. So when I enter the situation, I'm the light of God. I enter into the place and I'm flooded with storm. The spirit of wisdom is light. And I enter that. So just do it like this and it works. The revealed word has so joined me with the Lord. And I become one with him. Hallelujah. If we are going to fight victories. Me, I don't know about you, but when I was a young boy. I used to have a very bad temper. Can you imagine me being like, when I'm angry, I like to do all kinds of funny things. And I used to choose my fights wisely. <laughs> so, if you are boring me, I just, I, mean, I, I raise you. So, this guy cried, I'm into my chinabono, then I'll start fighting. If I can't beat you, then I'll just be quiet. In boxing, they fight according to weights. Hallelujah. They don't just get two people. So, Amma and Vanessa come and fight. They'll just look at the weights. Hallelujah. So, why is it that we Christians, we just get up and just want to fight? We just get up and want to contend for things which has not been given to us. You want to contend for everything you have seen in the Bible which has not been revealed. That's why you've declared that your voice is finished. <laughs> Have you been de- have you declared and you have you mean you got to a point and say, Pastor, this thing we've tried it are enough. And then the pastor will say, You are not declaring well. Oh, have you been there before? Or oh, you've not been there before? And so somebody will come and say, Last week, we said that this week, say this week, this week, I see a financial breakthrough. I said it, and next the next day, I saw a breakthrough. But you two, you said some, but no breakthrough. Shelly. Why? The written word must become the revealed word before it is the spoken word. So sometimes when you are doing declaration, it's better to shut up. That's why last year God showed me something. He said that it is better for people to do declaration based on the scriptures than based on the revelation of the scriptures I've given you. Shocked. What God told me. He said it's better for people to do declaration of the scriptures than the revelation of the so example. Give me an example. Bible said that you shall be the head and not the tail, you shall be above and not beneath. Then, as a pastor, I come and I say that I see that you are going to become a manager in your company. Then you say, let's all say, we are becoming managers in our company. God was telling me that 
that one will happen for just a few. But the one which will be a blessing is when you give them the word and then I take the part of the word and shed light in their heart. And then with that, they contain based on the word they have received. Because somebody, to be the head and not the tail, does not mean be a manager. It means start your own company. It doesn't mean be a CEO. Are you kidding me? Somebody, to be the head or not, means that you have to become a prefect. So, we cannot continue running with the revealed word and expect to have results in our confession and the way we live our life. Many of us are living our life based on a revelation. God is saying, it's very dangerous. You will have some results, but if you want full results, live your life based on the graphic which has been revealed to you. Remember, the graphic which has been revealed to who? You. My son Timothy, you fight the good fight of faith. My son Timothy, war a good warfare with the words of prophecy which has been given to who? You. The general word of God must become a personal word of God. It must become a personal revealed word of God. Then it becomes that spoken word of God. Then the next phase, it becomes that lived word of God. Ha! <laughs> Many Christians, we struggle to live the word of God because of this. The word must progress. Look at it in Genesis. And God said, And the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. The word of God, which was written in Genesis. So we read it over generation. Then a time came. Are you following me? That word was in the mouth of Gabriel. And Gabriel came to who? Mary. He said, Mary, the Bible says, a virgin shall be with a child. And Mary said, what are you saying? What's happening? Her spirit is about to digest the written eternal word from Genesis that the seed of the woman will crush the head of a serpent. That a virgin shall be with a child. That a Messiah shall be born. <laughs> so when you read God's word and you see fantastic things, look at the process. It is written, then it is revealed. So he, she comes to the place and says, hey, can it be? Can it be? Then he says, let it happen. No. Mary says, be unto me according to thy word, O Lord. The written word must become a personal word. It must be personally revealed to you. Then guess what? That written word became the revealed, the Rema word. And when it entered into Mary, the next verse, she met Elizabeth and she began to proclaim. <laughs> Are you seeing the process? She began to proclaim and tell and Eli uh, Elizabeth began to prophesy and tell, speak about the coming of Christ and she began to speak about it that what she carried was of God so it's a process then the next phase Jesus was born God never manifests in the flesh God will never walk on earth through your very life till this process is complete this is the foundation for the good fight of faith faith must go through this process faith must first be 
that written word which is lighted by the Holy Spirit in fellowship. I know I'm going on this point a lot, but I want you to get it. Because if it hits you, it means that maybe you have to go through all the marriage scriptures till one of them slaps you in the face. Then you are ready to get married. You are not ready to get married till the word of God concerning marriage hits you. <laughs> Can you imagine? Some of you, that's all you need to start a business. You'll be reading the word. I was listening to a certain man of God. He said that he was reading Psalm 68 verse 11. The word, Bible said that, and the word of the Lord was spoken and many were they that published it. And he was saying that, he had read that verse many times, but one day he was reading it and it was revealed to him, it jumped to him that God is giving him a person something and he should relax. There are many a company that are about to publish it the whole world. And he started his ministry. The written word, been dead, Psalms, became alive to a man. And today we have Winners Chapel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please, I you understand what I'm saying? If you want to see the victory that you read in your Bible, complete victory of Jesus Christ. Every day in your life, God made manifest in the flesh. This is the mystery of godliness. You have to embrace it. God's hidden wisdom is you marking time according to his plan. As you are full of full assurance. You know what full assurance is? Full assurance is this. Let me explain this. Have you ever gone for an interview and you know they've taken you before you went for the interview? Have you been there before? Okay. okay. Um, have you ever gone to... Okay. Have you ever gone to ask your mommy for food when you know that... No, that's not good. But I'm just going to say that you know the answer is yes. And then you are going to ask. Yes. You are going to write an exam. Like what they were doing in Legon, the art students. The teacher, lecturers give them questions. Learn these questions. Amma, do you remember? And then when you go, you see, you say, Afa. And Yapo. He said that, oh, learn these areas. So when you go and it's there, Afa. So as you are writing, you are writing with what we call full assurance. Why? You have Revy. What is Revy? It is not just your normal notes. The specific notes you need to solve that question, you have it. That is hidden wisdom. Christians must have his not general written word, but the revealed word concerning the specific thing he's asking them to do. When they embrace that, you walk out and you have complete victory. David was a young man. Just around 17, he had been anointed to be king over Israel. And God had anointed him to be a great king. He comes and brings bread to his brothers. And he hears a Philistine who is threatening the house of Israel. Everybody has the word of God. Oh, that I, the Lord, thy God, I will be with you. I will drive away the Philistines. You heard what God was telling Joshua. And he said, only be bold and courageous. But it did not become a revealed word unless to David. So they were all standing, the Bible said, they were full of fear. 
But David came with a spirit of faith. That word was revealed to his heart. He remembered God had said to Joshua, I will drive out the Philistine. So he said, look at his description. He said, you uncircumcised Philistine. What is that? What is the circumcision? The circumcision is God's holy covenant with Israel. He was saying that you are one without covenant with God. You who don't know God's plans. Me, I know God's plan. And God's plan is that you are supposed to leave. This land belongs to us. So the written word which had been there that Moses received and Joshua received by the time David came on scene, 1 Samuel 16, 17, 18, this became revealed to his heart. What did I tell you? When the revealed word becomes, when the written word becomes a revealed word, what happens to you? The spirit of faith consumes you. And what happens? You begin to walk it out. So he began to confess it. He said, you today, I shall cut off your head and I shall feed you. And the people were looking at him and said, David, what are you saying? He said, no, I have a full assurance. He, he said, I will be with you. Then David remembered the testimonies of the Lord. Sometimes, when God is filling us with full assurance, he begins to remind you. Remembrance becomes a master key. He said, do you not remember the Lord thy God who brought your father from the wilderness? He said, he fed them manna in the wilderness. In the wilderness, God began to do miracles. These were people who were used to farming and they were eating. And God was giving them free food. He said, I will be your light by day. They were used to doing firewood and having fire. And God said, I will be your light. Hallelujah. But in encouraging them, the testimonies had to be real. What God has done must become also sources of light for you he has done in your life in the life of others so i believe david as was time from the first time he stood there he was just shaking his head he said i remember the lord god of my father joshua i remember the lord god of jesse i remember the lord god of abraham i remember god who led abraham into battle and he brought back a bounty so he said to the Philistine, you on circumstance Philistine, today I'll cut off your head. Then remember something. He had a personal testimony to draw from. What was his personal testimony? He said, the Lord thy God who delivered me from the hand of the lion in the bay. This is how full assurance comes. It's not mystical. We think that those that receive it then full of faith, then you begin to run. It's not like that. There's no way you're going to fight this good fight of faith that way. When the word written comes and you begin to fellowship with the Lord and revelation begins to flood your heart, you come to the place where the spirit of faith is born and then the full assurance, more light is revealed. Then all of a sudden, momentum is coming. They're like, ah, ah. And David was like, this Philistine, I remember the Lord. He was with Joshua. He's going to be with me. You are uncircumcised. But me, I'm circumcised. I have a covenant keeping God. Then he looked at Goliath and people say, David, don't go. He said, ah, my God, he preserved me. And he said, oh, David, put on this. He said, no, 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 I don't need to put on anything. God's word is true. God said, ah, David, don't kill you. He said, I don't care. The God who preserved me from the lion and the bear, he will preserve me and I will kill this uncircumcised Philistine. And then what did David do? And David rolled. He began to run like a madman. And Goliath said, who is this guy? Do you think I'm a dog uh, that you'll come to me with sticks? Uh, and Bible said, and David began to run uh, and he took his sling. What did he do? He said, ah, the same God that I took my sling and I threw and killed the bear, he will do it again. We must celebrate God's faithfulness if we are going to have to 
fight the good fight of faith. You must fight with full assurance that he is able to do that which he has promised. Oh! Kabazuke balazaka. In that way, when you step into a situation, you look to the left and you smile. <laughs> you look to the right, you smile. When somebody trying to confuse you, you just give yourself the testimonies. And say, ah, it's so real. It's so real. I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. I'm having that child. I'm having that job. I'm having that marriage. I'm having that breakthrough. I'm having it. And people are saying, how are you going to have it? They say, I'm having it. He has spoken to me. He has shown me. He has been faithful. If God is no respecter of person, he is no respecter of person. If he was faithful to others, he'll be faithful to me. He's going to do it for me. He's gonna, and all of a sudden, you're like, he's doing it for me. And then you enter into the place. And say, ah, he's done it. Wow. But guess what? Till you lay hold on eternal life. No, no. The verse is so beautiful. Till we become so one with the Lord. He said, till he appears. When he appears, we shall be like him. But now you are being transformed into the image and likeness of God. So do you know what? He said, fight the good fight of faith. Why? When you contend for one word of faith, there are so many others words of faith that you must contend for. And so you realize that when you have one victory, the channel or the process starts all over again. You must go back again to the written. Have a revelation. Let faith be born. The spirit of faith, abundance of testimony, full assurance of light. Then you step into it. Where the word is manifested literally. And then when you stand in your church and said, In the name of Jesus, demon come out. The demon said, mm. You are not trying to negotiate. It has been signed already. And you are presenting the receipts. When you look at that situation and said, Look, in the next two months, I see a breakthrough coming. I'm going to have a job. I don't know how. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Whence will come my help? My help will come from the Lord who maketh the heaven and the earth. He is faithful. And you look at the heaven and say, Ah, He made this heaven. Lord, you made this one. You will do it. Then your confession becomes your life that you live. Bow down your heads and begin to pray. For the revealed word of the Lord unto the hearts of God's army who allow them to take the specific territories and have complete victory in unfathomable ways. We invite you, Holy Ghost, Spirit of Faith, Spirit of Revelation, you are welcome. Let your name, O Lord, be glorified. Even in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Right, so we're taking a quick 20 minutes break. We'll be back here at 9.40 for second segment. You can check in into your rooms, take a shower, you want to change, eat something. God bless you.
very serious 